That's why mm-hmm. um, my brain doesn't shut down using that um, using that guide and trying to remember the next thing because I already have the super toolkit mm. to do stuff and move on the next thing and it brings me more space to ideas. Today's show is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you, the entrepreneur, stop working so hard. Check us out, WinTheHourWinTheDay.com. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Do you want the freedom that was promised to you when you started your business? I subscribe to the working school hours philosophy. Yeah, that means long summers, Fridays off, short days. And in order to do that, you really need to check out our winner's circle. Our clients tell us repeatedly they get 25 hours back a week within the first month of working with us. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of When the Hour, When the Day, and I am your lucky host, Chris Ward. And today we have a very special guest. I know I tell you that all the time, and I hope you realize I think we are hitting out of the park with our guests. And that's what your reviews say. I read each and every one of them. So thank you very much. It really helps us form the show and, you know, deliver what you guys like and love. But today I have someone from like inside, uh, I don't know, inside the scoop, behind the scenes. I am bringing to you Mora Molina. Mora works with me. She is, uh, she is the win team. She is such the backbone to that. Oh my gosh. She, what a talent she is. And she's going to give you the scoop of all this stuff that I talk about, you know, getting 25 hours back a week for our clients in the winner's circle, how business should support your life instead of consuming it. And that it, business should be fun. It shouldn't be stressful. Like, why did you leave that job? So she's going to give it to you, give it to you straight on what it's like and how we sort of run when the hour, when the day. So welcome to the shore, to the show, Mora. Thank you, Chris. It's a pleasure to be in this um, podcast. Thank you, everyone. Okay, so Mora. All right, I'm going to start with how you came to our team, and I'm going to tell all the funny parts of this because this is this is a very interesting story. Everyone, we're going to start at the top. Okay, and this is a really valuable lesson for you and your business. So what happened was we had Kazel who had been with us for quite some time and she got a notification uh, with all the craziness going in the world. Suddenly she was notified that she was moving from the Philippines to Canada, given like two weeks notice to go to college. She had applied for this years ago. It didn't work out, all this other stuff. So she comes to me and says, oh my gosh, Chris, like I want to stay. That's a big thing about having this kind of infrastructure. They never want to leave. She's like, I want to stay, but my hours are going to have to cut down to like 80% because I'm going to college full time. Of course you are. So this is two weeks before Christmas. At this same time, I was asked to step in and do a speaking engagement for someone because somebody had pulled out last minute illness or something. And it was a four hour speaking engagement. So 
And it was very uh, custom. They wanted it pulled together from, you know, I, I had to repurpose stuff, but I, I had to really work on this. Because imagine this, even if you run through it once, never mind the setup and writing the slides and doing all this stuff, even if I did it once or twice and practice it, that's a day. So this is two weeks before Christmas. I've got this speaking gig of four hours that I've committed to, uh, you know, that's fine. I hire Mora. Let's just start there for a second. Mora, tell us about what it's like you know, my interview is probably, my interview process is probably unique. I would, I know I'm very efficient with it. Most people do it diff very differently. Did you notice a difference? Yes, it was actually just two minutes of interview. And then um, you just asked me a specific question. Then I think I answered it um, right. Then that's it. <laughs> yeah. So what she's referring to is step one. Step one is I say, this is a quick interview. It's a 12 step process, but I say, this is a quick interview. Can, you know, a, th this is a quick interview Can to see if you make it to the main interview. Can you tell me why you think you'd be a good fit for this job? So it wasn't that you answered it right. You answered it well, you were articulate. You showed that there was substance to your answer. You know, you had a lot of depth. Versus people saying, well, you know, I really I like helping people or, or they're very vague or they say things like, well, I'm really good at email management. Like everybody should be able to do that. Right. So that's step one. And then there's actually 11 other steps that so we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll have you back more. We'll talk about that. You probably didn't even notice some of the steps you're going through, but so anyhow, so I hire Mora before Christmas, <clears throat> then Mora meets with Kazel. And Kazel uses our super toolkits to train Mora. I don't even meet with you, Mora, till after Christmas for the first time, correct? Yes, yes, that's right. Yeah. So when I meet you like two weeks into January, the first time you and I go into a meeting together, you are up to like 80% capacity. You are crazy trained. And this is where the fun begins. So I'll let you now, Mora. Tell me some of the things that you kind of noticed that we did differently right from the get-go. Um, well, I actually, when I was working in the corporate industry, I used to having my tasks being like delegated to me and most of them are just like repetitive and it become a routine, which means I think there are no room for me to learn more skills mm. and improve anything, uh, any ideas that I have in mind. So for me, it's like I'm stuck doing all over those tasks again. And for some people, like, for example, like me, for some people, I think um, that doesn't work at all if you want to improve every day. But when I work with Chris, the team and the team, made, they, they made me realize that my potentials um, gave me more space to share my ideas. And I didn't know that I have those ideas before. So, yes, in addition to that, um, the most difference that I, um, that I noticed working in the corporate industry and working with Chris and the team is that um, in, in a corporate industry, you have to like mandatory work for an eight hour schedule. So that's like a common 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. schedule or office schedule. But with Chris, my hours are flexible and I have independence on what I do. Like uh, personally, I think my brain functions very well in the morning. So with a good sleep. So even though um, you, I mean, even though Chris and I have different time zone, I find myself working anytime as much as I want. And I 
still set a time with Chris to do Scrum every day. Okay, so let me jump in here for a second more. I'm going to unpack some of the really interesting things you said. Okay, so something really interesting you said right at the beginning there, Maura, and I think this is crazy powerful, is, you know what, you were saying in the corporate world, you had repetitive tasks, there was no room to improve yourself, it was just like, you know, people gave you work, and then it was just recycled all the time. And I also firmly believe, and I let's see how you are accepting compliments, that's because you're so smart, you get bored quick, and there's no room for growth or development but also from the business owner, then if, if you do all your work and it's just repetitive, then in order for us to get more work done, then I have to hire somebody else because they're just doing the repetitive work. Like that's why the infrastructure of business is just growing and this mass thing of, of, of a team. I'm all about keeping a team crazy lean. So when people hear team, sometimes they think that means bigger, but it could be like, you know, two people working really efficiently. So it's boring for you and it's costly to the business owner. So I think you bring up a really good point there. And yes, flexible. So you're talking about flexibility. Here's the thing, even though we're in different time zones, you're right. One of the things I say to all my clients in the winter circle is this is so important. I don't believe anybody in the world works well at five o'clock in the morning. They just don't. And so this idea of working with someone on a completely different schedule, doing the overnight shift, that's, I don't think, going to serve the business owner. So what we do is your expectation is that you are around for my mornings for us to have scrums. And for those not familiar with the book or the concept, those are little mini meetings that are highly effective, like a scrum in rugby. And so if we need to connect, we can, my expectation is you're going to be around to at least lunchtime, my time, which is around midnight, 1 a.m. your time. But then the other hours you can work when I'm sleeping which means it's your morning, you're highly productive. And I come in like, you know, little fairies have been doing work overnight and all this stuff is done. So it really benefits me and it makes your life much more interesting, more enjoyable. Yes, that's right. So while you are sleeping, the work is already done and I love that. Um, um, that actually improves my leadership skills as well. Like for example, I am currently owning the, SEO stop using the SEMrush tool. Uh, what I do is I improve the SEO of, my, of our website by like creating and guiding you to um, create more blogs. And that actually made me realize a new skill that I never had before. And I enjoy it because I can create more ideas and make me think outside the box. Yeah. So let me jump in here. So this is really interesting. So I, I, I'm going to talk about this and I want to circle back to leadership. So the SEO stuff, we had tried that years ago working with SEMrush. I told you that. And I it's expensive and it's investment on time and money. And I had tried it for a couple months and it was just so tedious to my brain. And I abandoned it after a few months. So there's a lot to tell here. So what happened was we decided we would give it a go again. And you came in and, you know, often I send you on trainings by yourself. This time I joined the training and we worked it together and boy, it was clear that I still couldn't have done it without, I wouldn't say without you, I would say like you did, you do 90% of it. And then you tell me, Chris, this is, this is exactly what you need to do. Write it out. Here's, and there's parameters, like four or five steps. You say this, all the information you need, these are the keywords you have to put in. Here's the link. Now write me a short blog with this many, you know, characters, whatever you give me the full recipe and then I can crank it out. And it was funny because I couldn't do it. And this is, 
you know, until you really sort of shaped it. And then the funny thing is when you first started working with us, we're going to talk about this a little bit more is, you know, you were doing that polite thing and you had this idea that I was your boss instead of your teammate. And, and I was always picking on you a little bit saying more, cause you'd say things like, may I ask a question? I'm like, no, we're here to have, just ask the question, right? We want leadership skills. So I was always talking about leadership skills, which cut to, we were in a scrum meeting. I don't know if you remember this and mm -hmm. You were, I was trying to show you something in STEM Russian. I was stuck and I was like, hold on, hold on. And you're like, Chris, we don't have time for this. Figure that out. <laughs> Bring it to the next scrum and show me what the problem is. And I'm going to show you the other stuff we have to do today. So now the joke is I'm just trying not to get fired by Mora, but you're right. I was dilly dallying, trying to show you something. I couldn't find it. And you're like, I was wasting time, which I always give you guys how to be prepared for scrums. And you're like, Chris, we don't have time for this. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, let's let me keep my job. So, so I did push you a lot in the beginning about what I call leadership skills. So tell, talk to me about what that looked like and how that felt and how it was different. I was actually in the concept of a student teacher <laughs> here in the right. Philippines. Yes. Right. So um, that's the culture in here. And when I work with you, I just, I feel like I own the company. I mean, I yes. Like yeah. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. She covered her mouth when she said that she was embarrassed to say that out loud, but own it, Maura, own it. I am so proud. You've never said that to me before. And you know what? That's what, that's exactly what I tell people all the time is when you build a win team or what is next team. So you get to what is next. What happens is people are talking about loyalty. Are you kidding? These people are more invested in my company than me. Like, you know, so I love that you said that. Okay. So you so I, the way I treat you, you feel like you own the company. Yes, yes, that's Okay, right. I love that. You've never admitted that before. Okay, keep going. Don't let me interrupt you. Okay, and one thing that I really like about uh, with the team, uh, with you as well, is that whenever I bring up ideas and it's great, it's just great. But whenever um, it's not that a good idea at all, we take a different route, which is a big difference in here because you know, when I share ideas with um, here, uh, they think it's not a good idea. So they will just, um, they will just disregard that. But then here you are, uh, we don't have any mistakes at all. There's no right or wrong answers while working yeah. with you. Yeah. And so I think, so I think what you're saying is with me, if you have a great idea, I go, that's a great idea. And if it's an idea that I don't think will work, we figure out, hmm, why won't that work? Let's branch off that idea. There's no criticism for your idea. But what you're saying is if somewhere else, if you put out a good idea, what you thought was an idea, and then it doesn't fly, you just kind of feel like, you know, silly, like nobody even acknowledged that idea. But yeah, there are no bad ideas. Yeah. Yes, exactly. That's right. And well, one of I mean, the most important thing, uh, I mean, the most important lesson that I've learned as well is that I really don't have to remember anything as long as I have mm -hmm. the super toolkit. So, yeah. yes, it guides me on what to do next and the next thing after. And I don't really need to use a lot of brain power doing that because I already have a guide. And um, one great thing as well is that I can create, uh, use and edit it. Um, you're, you've always um, shared that to me and I've always been applying that and editing the super toolkit over time is I think improving my um, skills as well and improving 
and the thing that I do. Um, okay, so let me jump in. Let me jump in. I want to unpack that. So what you're referring to is our what we created our super toolkits. And those, for those who don't know our work, it's um, they're like sort of st standard operating procedures on steroids. That's what my clients tell me in the winter circle. And standard operating procedures historically don't work because they're not written by the end user. They're static in nature and they're really just there to cover liability. Where we have these super toolkits that allow you to repeat work and constantly improve the super toolkits. That's what Moore is talking about is the create, use, and edit, right? We're always queuing it, create, use, and edit, improve it. So that we can always do more and more work in less time, not so that we can get faster, but so that when we have bandwidth and space to go on to our next project, because we're always working on something new. And I think what you're saying with the super toolkits too is so many people like you in your position when you work for other people they're just throwing all this stuff at you and they're expecting you to be organized and remember things. And I could see in the beginning, I'm like, oh, you're organized. That's great. And you're getting a lot done. But I was starting to catch that you're not using the super toolkits as much because you're just so used to having to like manage other people. Right. And then I kept saying, well, I, I love that you remember this more, but you shouldn't have to remember it. Use the super toolkit. Use the super toolkit. Your brain is meant for creating ideas, not for storing them. So that was something else in the beginning. I was telling you, like, you're not supposed to be remembering this. You're not supposed to be running around trying to organize other people. We have a formula. If it doesn't work, the super toolkit, or if there's something we can improve upon it, we'll edit it and improve upon it. Right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. why... Um my brain doesn't shut down using that um using that guide and trying to remember the next thing because i already have the super toolkit mm. to do stuff and move on the next thing and it brings me more space to ideas did you find it hard in the beginning like do you remember when i would push back on words that you're using like you would be talking and i'd interrupt you and i'd say okay mora don't ask for permission just ask the question right because i was and i was talking to these are leadership roles so what did that feel like? Cause I, you know, I wouldn't say I give you a hard time, but I, I, it matters to me. I want you to be my, my teammate, my equal. I don't like, you're right. I don't want to be like a parent and child, like a teacher and a student. So that was probably very new and maybe even a little uncomfortable for you in the beginning. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, it took me to it, it doesn't have, uh, I mean, it's, it, it, it's not long, but it took me much time to like, um, to like cope up with the environment because like for years I've been um, good with uh, student teacher culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, but after, like, after changing my culture or after uh, changing my method and working with you, like look look at me i mean look at me now i am originally an assistant of the social media manager but after six months i am already promoted as a content creator or content yeah. manager yeah. which took which will probably take years here in the philippines or if you oh the okay yeah. i see you're saying so working for me you feel like you had this big leap in your career that you would have it would have taken years over there yes yes yeah so i'm just all about the fact that what is it you're good at and figure it out and then, you know, lean into that more. So once I pushed you and gave you some confidence and you started showing us more and more of your ideas, I'm like, oh my gosh, she can do this and she can do this. And, oh, we could, we would have never, ever stuck with the SEO stuff because I just couldn't do it. Right. So 
I really want to like, I guess, turn the light bulb on. I think everybody has a, a light. And then if you really encourage them, they can, you know, increase the wattage, right? Also, I think to me more that you bring up a really good point is so many people think about company culture when they've got 50 or 5,000 employees. But I always give the example of if you're in, let's say, ocean liner on a cruise and there's 500 people on that boat and something happens, you're hoping, I don't know, maybe 100 people are useful and you're going to get out of that situation. But if you're in a little rowboat as a small business owner, you've got three people in that boat and something happens, you better have a really amazing team because you really need everybody that's in that boat to help. And so to me, the culture of our company is so important because I want every one of, I want it to be a fun place to work. I want us to feel a sense of accomplishment, but I really want the culture. And this is how you get a successful culture you know, when you do, if you ever do want to have 50 employees, it doesn't go from zero to 25 to 50. And all of a sudden you've got this great place to work. It has to start every step along the way. So, I mean, that's another thing too. A lot of small business owners are really stressed out. And I think for us, I think we have a lot of fun. Yes. Yes. And what pushed me to my limit? I mean, not my limit. What pushed me to like bring up my ideas and my confidence is your encouragement to me. Like, um, you're always saying every day that you're wonderful, you got this, Mora, and that brings me a lot of confidence on um, my ideas. Well, you are wonderful, and you do got this, and I do feel like I work for you, and you're fantastically smart, but I think, I think a lot of times, too, in other organizations, I know when I was working like for people like in an employment situation and sometimes people would complain, oh, my boss didn't praise me. And I always just thought, look, if you're not in trouble, you're doing a good job. Like we're grownups here. Don't expect a lot of, you know, praise, just keep out of trouble. And when that's it, but that was me as an employee and me as somebody that's creating a team, I, I do teach my clients in the winner's circle. Like if anything, you accomplish anything, you need to let the team know how they contributed. So it might be something like when we talked about that speaking gig I had at Christmas time, when that went really well, I gave you guys all the credit because I said, all of a sudden in two weeks, I had to clear my schedule and a clear a day to do this speaking gig and then clear a couple of days to prepare for it. And I knew that you guys took care of everything and we just reorganized uh, the responsibilities and it was nothing. It, it was just easy. Everybody did it. So when that went really well, I said, thank you, everyone. I knew I could depend on you. I knew I could focus on my work. I knew I didn't have to check on yours. You guys are amazing. It's because of you. It lets me do things like this. So I am really big on praise. And I believe even when it seems like it wasn't directly because of you, I believe it is. And that you really build a different, uh, more enjoyable uh, place to work when you operate from that sort of positivity. That's my philosophy. Yes, yes, that's right. And I agree with that. Mm. Okay, Maura, we got a couple minutes left. Anything else that you want to share with us? What it's like to work at win the hour, win the day, the dark secrets. <laughs> um, well, it's really fun. I think I will stay longer than you thought. <laughs> Yes, yes. And I really love working here right now. Um, and being here with you um, every day on the Scrum makes me more uh, confident on what I do. And 
Yes. Let me jump in. I want to bring up something. I just wrote this down. Two things you mentioned earlier. You talked a little bit about more work-life balance. And also, we did have a situation not too long ago where you were sick. I think you had some sort of like, what was it? Uh, ammonia or you had, you were really sick. Anyhow, it took me a day, maybe even two to catch on because you just showed up to the meetings and you smiled and damn it, people, she still looked good. She didn't look sick. (laughs) And I was saying things I was noticing like, Hey, you're not as chatty as usual. So the first day you're like, "Mm, I don't feel a little well. And then the next day I'm like, well, what, tell me more. What do you not feel? Well, like, it's, you know, you don't tell me all your story, what's going on. Well, all of a sudden I realized you're not well. And I'm like, Mora, like, and you're like, well, I just thought I would try to make the meetings. I'm like, please, it's no use to you. You're, you can't possibly be paying attention, especially because you, I always tell people in the winter circle this too. If I'm not feeling well, I jump up and say, okay, maybe I could work for hour two, see how I feel one. That's one thing. But when you're meeting with me, it's your nighttime. So you've had all day not to feel well. And now it's nighttime. So I'm like, no, mm-mm. you're not feeling well. You cannot be as productive. Your brain is foggy when you're not feeling well. What's the point of it? Go. It's much better for you to go and take a couple of days off and get better and come back. And so you took like a day off and then you came back and you kind of thought you looked well, you thought you were feeling better. And I'm like, I don't think you are. So then I pushed you and said, go to a doctor, figure it out. Then you found out you're really sick. You had like a pneumonia or something and you took the week off. But I had to really push you a couple of times and say, Mora, this isn't take a week off, check your emails in the morning, go get better. A, we have systems in place because business not run a memory. We can figure it out. B, you're better to us healthy than you are sick. So go get healthy. And I think that was something you weren't used to as well. Yes, yes, that's right. And the good thing when I get back, when I got back, um, all the um, tasks that I need to do is already set up. It's already prepared. All that all I have to do is like to just complete it. And yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I it think- wasn't a crisis because you had the super toolkit. So you're like, okay, I missed this. And anything that we knew was really important, we could just take your super toolkit and do it. So you're right. When you came back, you weren't overwhelmed. Like, oh no, I took this time off and now I'm under this, this avalanche of work. You're just like, okay, I feel better. And I pick up where I left off. Yes, that's right. Well, Maura, you have been a treat. I'm telling you, I think we may we may even have you back on another show just to talk about that hiring process because there's all kinds of things, interesting stuff in there. So let us know, guys, what you thought of this because we haven't done it before, um, but I had fantastic fun. And Maura, thank you so very much. We really appreciate he- you here. And everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.